0: The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circus Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million up for grabs. Get all the details at circasports.com. That's C-I-R-C-A sports.com. Welcome to the world-famous O2 Arena, London, England, for UFC Fight Night: Blades versus Aspinall. One of these guys might well have the hand on the doorknob of title contention. Well, tonight we're going to find out. Can Tom Aspinall do it again? He has just blown through all the competition so far. Never has a heavyweight signed to the UFC and made it look so easy.
1: I was very happy with the with the matchup with Blades. Like, I wanted a challenge. You know, I run through with the other five guys really, really fast, and I, and I really fought some legit guys as well. But I don't know. There was something a little bit different about me mentally. Look at that. Tom said he's going to push the action. Kicked him in, a, in a, some kind of exchange that is just not my style at
0: all. Oh, no! Oh, no! His knees gone. Wow! His knees gone. Oh, such a shame. What a tragedy that
1: is. A torn MCL. A stretched ACL. I knew straight away that I was going to need surgery. My knee was bad for a long time. But also, there was a lot of stuff going like that was wrong for me outside the gym. My training situation wasn't amazing at the time. My body wasn't right and and my mind wasn't in the right spot. Things have been fixed since then, for sure. I needed this adversity so much. I worked on everything that I should have done, I got the right training partners, I was eating the right foods, Cut out a lot of negative people from my life, and I'm going to go straight back to the scene of the crime, straight back to the same place, put on the performance of my life, and make up for what happened last year. Tom is a very skilled fighter, he dominates in uh, every aspect of this, of this game. I have to be focused I have to try to finish him from the beginning
0: representing the nation of Poland here is Marcin Tabora he's been in there with some of the best fighters in the heavyweight division Tabora is very well-rounded very good striking it doesn't really matter where the fight goes for Tabora he can compete and he can do damage oh very nasty shot! oh it's over Marcin Tabora he keeps getting better
1: the victory over Tom means that I'm in the right place. But I'm just seeing myself in a my top five and being a title contender. And not be my hand raised after this fight. I'm trying to be the best. I want to be loyal to my dream, which is the USA heavyweight jump in the world. If I go out there and do my thing, I can win this fight in, in great style. Quick. My opponent's skills are good, but my skills are better. Nobody
0: does anything close I do nobody. I'm dangerous. You are listening to the fight show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter. At the SGP network. That's at the SGP network. You can follow one of my two Twitter accounts. The first one is the Soccer Gambling Podcast account. I am the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast, and the Twitter account is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. The other account is where I tweet about all sports. So I'll be tweeting about this card tomorrow, and that is at Lock That's at Lock that's also the Twitter account where I post my monthly P&L and that will always be the pinned tweet. The pinned tweet will always be the PL for the previous month. And at the moment, I've posted the PL for the month of June and that was my 121st month in a row of transparent track profits. So last month, I got to number month number 120 and that means I've been undefeated in sports betting every single month for an entire decade, a decade undefeated. If you want to see those old spreadsheets, they are on my website, lockbetting.com. I actually encourage anybody to do their research, do their due diligence on me before they decide to sign up for any kind of package. And once they're satisfied, head over to the lockbetting.com package section and sign up for a package for the new season because the new soccer season is about to start. At the moment, we are covering the Women's World Cup. We are covering every single day there. We will be putting out plays every single day. But here on the Sports Game podcast, we are putting out free podcasts where we are covering every single round. And at the moment, you can go and listen to the Futures preview, which is available. There's also a new edition of BetMUFC available looking at the transfer activity of Manchester United. And at the start of next week, there will be a general transfer show looking at the transfer activity in the EPL. So we'll be covering the transfer activity for the entire EPL so far. And that will be released at the start of the week. The next edition of the fight show that we release will be looking at the biggest boxing match of the year as Errol Spence takes on Terence Crawford. We've waited a long, long time for this matchup. And now we only have to wait one more week because this one is taking place next weekend. Before we move on to breaking down the main fights from tomorrow's UFC card emanating from London, England, a card that I will be attending let me quickly tell you guys once again about Circa Sports. We talked about them at the top of the show. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor are back with 14 million in guaranteed prizes up for grabs. Circa Millions means you have to take five NFL picks against the spread each week. Circa Survivor means you just pick a different moneyline winner each week. You enter in Vegas, but you play from anywhere. And the guys from the Sports Gammon Podcast will be out there for the last weekend in August. Head over to circus sports for all circusports.com, sorry, for all of the details. That's circusports.com. C-I-R-C-A-Sports.com. C-I-R-C-A Sports.com. I've given out my picks for week one on numerous shows, but I'll do it again. I'll give my reasoning again. Stand by this completely. I think we're going to get back on track with the trend of the Super Bowl winner opening up at home with a win. That trend was ended last year when the Rams were beaten at home by the Buffalo Bills. That was a tough outing though. That was actually a rare case where the Super Bowl winner entered in as an underdog. They were a two-point underdog and the Rams season got worse from there on out. They were just awful. It was an awful defence of the Super Bowl. But as we know... The Bills were the favourites to win the Super Bowl last year and they did not do that. The winners ended up being the Chiefs and the Chiefs, they're not going to fade away like the Rams. They are going to be contenders for a long time to come, especially with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. And I think they start with a win at Arrowhead. And despite the fact, I think the Lions are going to be an improved team once again this year. I don't think they're going to have any chance of winning that game and I don't think they'll cover the six point spread Eber, So I like Chiefs money line. Chiefs minus six for week one in the NFL. So moving on to UFC London, a lot of people are underwhelmed with this card. They were expecting more, but... This wasn't a numbered UFC card. When I say numbered, I mean like to UFC 296, UFC 297, 298. It wasn't one of those. It was always going to be a smaller card than last time the UFC came to London. It's headlined by Tom Aspinall going up here against Marcin Tybura, where Aspinall is a 2-9 to favourite. And Tabora here is available at the price of seven to two. The method of victory market here sees Aspinall at four to six to find a TKO KO finish. He's three to one to get it done here via a submission, and at ten to one to get it done by a decision. I actually think there is a little bit of value on that selection. We'll talk more about that in a second. Tibura He's at 11 to 2 to win by TKOKO. He's 14 to 1 to get the win via submission. And he is 16 to 1 to get it done here via a decision. The total rounds market here sees the under two and a half rounds priced at 1 to 6 minus 600. And the over two and a half rounds priced up at 4 to 1. So... Rather than taking uh, Tybura to win here via decision at 10 to 1, you can get 4 to 1 just for the fight to reach the second half. So this is actually 12 and a half minutes. If you can navigate the first 12 and a half minutes of this fight, you end up cashing at 4 to 1. In fact, if you go back a little bit, over one and a half rounds, which is seven and a half minutes, is priced up at 7 to 4. So nearly plus two hundred on that selection. So the books are certainly expecting a very quick night and a quick victory, I assume, for Martin uh, for Thomas Aspinall. Um, The under three and a half is at one to eight. The over three and a half is at five to one. The under four and a half is at one to ten. With the over four and a half at eleven to two. And fight to go the distance, yes, seven to one. With no at one to fourteen. So minus fourteen hundred. So what do I think's going to happen here and why do I think it's possible that this fight could reach the second half. So I think it's clear to everybody that Tom Aspinall has all the advantages here and this fight has been made for him to win. This has been seen by the UFC matchmakers as a winnable fight for the hometown boy. So this is because Aspinall holds clear advantages on the feet here against Tybura. And it's also clear that Tybura has some mobility issues. I think his durability and his mobility are questionable. So when you have those issues and you're coming up here against a striker, Like Tom Aspinall, it makes sense for Aspinall to implement a striking-based game plan. So what we should see is extended periods at range. His opponent is likely at some point to succumb to Aspinall's superior speed and power. And therefore, Aspinall should come through and win this early on in the contest. Well, at least that would be the case if... Aspinall was 100%. Now, as you heard at the top of the show, Aspinall is coming back from a lengthy layoff. And if there weren't these concerns about Aspinall's knee, then yes, this should be one of the easiest calls of the year. Before the injury, Aspinall was rocketing up the heavyweight ranks. He appeared to be destined for big things, and he could very well be the next big thing, but we have absolutely no idea how the knee has recovered. And neither does Aspinall until he actually gets into a real fight. And there's going to be an air of caution around that. We see this all of the time. We very rarely see fighters just going back to how they were and just coming out and exploding, especially when you are an explosive fighter like Aspinall. I think he's going to want to make sure that the knee is stable. And given this is his first fight back from injury, the knee here isn't the only concern. There's also going to be cage rust as well, something that he hasn't dealt with before. So aware of all of this and still wanting Aspinall to be the next British champion, it would appear that UFC are obviously not going to take any risks and they are setting him up for a win. But that doesn't necessarily mean that just because Ty Bora has been set up as a stepping stone, that he's going to be a one round demolition job here for Aspinall, like the bookies are assuming. Now, also, you have to look at Ty Bora as well. Despite the fact he is a stepping stone here, he's been a stepping stone before. And he's managed to upend the apple car, ask Walt Harris and Alexander Romanoff. Because in both cases, he wasn't supposed to win and he did. And he came quite close to doing the same thing to Derek Lewis as well. Tibura obviously has a ceiling and at his best, Aspinall massively exceeds that ceiling. And this is a mismatch. But I think that Aspinall would be well served to get some rounds in and actually test out the knee. And I anticipate that's what he's probably going to do. So I'm not going to go as far as to take this fight to get into the second half. But I definitely think there is some value in taking over one and a half rounds. When you're looking at Aspinall winning this in the first round and looking at the price on that, and you're looking at this fight needing to go just seven and a half minutes for you to cash, I think that's a side I'd rather be on, especially when you're getting better odds. You're getting seven to four nearly two to one plus 200 on the fight to go over one and a half rounds. But you're getting 10 to 11 minus 110 on Aspinall to finish this in round one in the first five minutes. A rust, uh, a fighter who may be suffering from some cage rust and a fighter who doesn't know if his knee is yet 100%. So a lot of question marks here about Tom Aspinall. As I said, I've no doubt that he comes through and wins unless the knee is significantly damaged and it's something that goes again which you which you can't really predict if that's going to be the case or not that's just a freak accident I don't think he'd be in there if the knee wasn't close to 100% but I still think it needs to be tested out and I still ultimately think that Aspinall does what he does best which is find a finish Aspinall has finished 11 of his 12 has found a finish in 11 of his 12 professional victories in the opening round with nine of those coming via TKO KO. So I believe that Aspinall will actually go past that point. I do believe that he does see the second round, but I still think he'll get the finish anyway. I'm actually surprised to see the TKO KO priced up at 4.6 one fifty. I did think that would be a little bit shorter around about 1 to 2, especially with the bookies remaining so adamant that um, it is going to be a quick fight. And with Aspinall managing to find a finish in 11 of his 12 professional fights in the opening round with nine of those 11 wins coming by TKO KO. So I don't think there's too much danger of a submission. I would actually be looking to add the TKO KO finish to any kind of round one bets that I have because if you add Thomas Aspinall by TKO KO in round one that jumps from 10 to 11 to a plus money selection of nine to four so that's a significant jump up by adding the TKO KO which is the way that I do think he'll win you can even make some money here by taking Aspinall via TKO KO in round one and also betting the same selection for round two. I think it's very unlikely that it gets to round three. But then you could also have the hedge there on the over two and a half, on on the over two and a half. So there are many different ways to bet this if you are going to go down the trading avenue. If you are going to bank on Thomas Aspinall getting the finish, you can make money on him winning in round one and round two and even then get your money back if it manages to go over two and a half rounds. I'll leave all of the mathematics to you. I think my main lean here would be, To bet on a little bit of cage rust and make over one and a half rounds, seven to four, my main selection here for this main event. Before we move on to looking at the co main event on the show, let me quickly tell you that we are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania 4 is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use your promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and the promo code SGPN. So we now move on to the co-main event where Molly McCann is in action again. Now, I'm not a fan of Molly McCann. I find her very, very Annoying. I think she's very overrated. She certainly doesn't deserve, in my opinion, to be in the co main event spot. And I think she's been given a very winnable fight here. Uh, Molly McCann is the two to five favourite to win it. And her opponent, Julia Stol-Irenko, is available here at the price of two to one. Stolyarenko is at eighteen to one in the method of victory market to win by TKO, KO. four to one via submission and seven to one via decision. Molly McCann is at six to four to get the TKO, KO. twelve to one submission and two to one to get it done via a decision. Molly McCann has actually won each of her last three fights at the O2 Arena, scoring knockout victories in two of them, but her opponent. Has won by armbar specifically in nine of her 10 professional wins. The over under here is available for over one and a half rounds at 8 to 15, with the under one and a half rounds at 11 to 8, the under two and a half rounds at 8 to 11, the over two and a half rounds at evens. And will the fight go the distance? Yes, at six to four plus 150 and no is 1-2, to minus 200. So this is a female fight where they are expecting it to finish inside the distance. We see a lot of female fights go the distance. There is an opposite feeling here about this one. So there is a typically stark contrast in the way that Molly McCann is perceived in the UFC. So many people believe that she's popular due to her charismatic personality the fact that she has knockout power the fact that she has an affiliation to Barstool Sports and the fact that she has somehow built a solid following over the past couple of years I just found her find her to be annoying I I don't like that the personality that she has I think she's loud I think she's abrasive and more significantly I think that she's Overrated. If you are a real MMA fan, I believe that you do see her for what she is, which is a very average fighter who's already hit her ceiling and is lucky to have the publicity that she does. And when she does have that publicity, she's annoying. And um, don't get me wrong, it's probably enjoyable if you're a McCann fan to see her highlight knockout reel and what she brings to the sport. But I'm definitely in the camp that feel that her back-to-back victories that she has coming into this will probably be the highlight of her UFC tenure. Um, She throws heavy and is tough and is a tough fighter, but McCann leaves her chin exposed all of the time. She gets taken down extremely easily and that Will be an issue if she's taken down in this fight because she's taking on a grappling specialist and a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Now Stolyarenko is not seen nearly as much success as McCann in the UFC. She's actually lost five of her last six or five of her first six fights in the promotion, but clearly a change was needed, and she's decided to move down the weights. Now the main concern that you would have about this is the fact that um, we've seen this fighter collapse on the scales before. Soliorenko was never undersized at 135 pounds. In fact, she's historically struggled to make that weight, uh, taking multiple catchweight bouts early in her career and then passing out while trying to make weight for the fight against Julia Avilia in 2021. Now she's actually cutting an extra £10. So that would be the main concern. It would be the fact that she's too drained and she's just a corpse here waiting to get beaten by Molly McCann who's handed another victory here on home turf. But at this price, I'm willing to take the gamble. I'm especially willing to gamble on Stolyarenko to be able to find the submission here. I think she can keep McCann and her power at range as she has a three inch height and a four inch reach advantage. And if she can shoot the takedown and avoid that power and she can bring it down to the mat, then I feel it's only a matter of time before she actually does submit Molly McCann. So the game plan is absolutely clear here. Um, I think there's significant value on Stoyarenko at four to one to get it done via submission. It's a pretty big price, but it's certainly one that interests me. I don't think she's going to win it via knockout. I don't see her winning it via decision, especially if she's drained at the weight. She would have to take takedown after takedown. But ultimately, if she can get a takedown, she'll be able to pick up the win. She's picked up that win via armbar in nine of her ten professional wins so far and if you actually want to go one step further there are props available where instead of just taking the submission you can actually take her to win via armbar submission and that jumps your four to one up to seven to one giving you some significant value there on the selection so as I've already stated not a fan of Molly McCann it certainly would not break my heart to see her lose this fight and it certainly wouldn't break my heart to see her lose this fight if we are taking that action at four to one or 7-1 specifically via armbar on our opponent Renko to get the win here in this one. So we usually do close out with a lock at this point featuring something from the fights that we've covered. I don't think anything is worthy of a lock from these two fights. I would certainly have a sprinkle on the main event going over one and a half rounds, but ultimately the safest way to bet that would be to take Aspinall to win via TKO KO. I do think that ultimately across that 25-minute period, he does find a way to secure a stoppage and get his career back on track. Despite the fact that Taibura is a competent opponent who has won seven of his last eight fights, I do think Aspinall does get the stoppage. I think that would be the closest thing to a lock. And for the matchup between Stolyarenko and Molly McCann, Obviously, we are rooting for the upset there. So I think you have enough to go on in terms of having a small sprinkle on the underdog in that one. Two ways to bet that submission or you could even add the armbar on, which takes it up from four to one to seven to one. So... I would be taking those leans. I think there are stronger plays on the main card and in the prelims. I'll be covering those over at LockBetting.com. So I'll be putting my plays out exclusively as per usual on LockBetting.com. We've had a very, very strong year in the UFC. We've had our best year so far. So if you want to get those plays, head over to the service and you will get a card for tomorrow's UFC London. As for podcasts that will be coming out here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast Network, you'll be getting a, another edition of the Fight Show next weekend. As I said, Terrell, Terrell, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence finally step into the ring in a fight that I feel will crown the pound-for-pound pound king of boxing. As for soccer, we have loads of soccer content coming up. We've just done a transfer show relating to the transfer activity of Man United. We'll be doing a show looking at all of the transfer activity in the EPL so far, what we can expect coming up. And then throughout the end of July and even bleeding into the start of August, we will be covering the Women's World Cup. We will be covering each week of the Women's World Cup or each round of the Women's World Cup. That will be over on the Soccer Gambling Podcast and very, very shortly you will be getting your futures previews for the major leagues in Europe. That includes the EPL, that includes Serie A, Vaz, Italia. That will also include bonus shows covering La Liga and the Bundesliga as well. So make sure you check all of those out. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.